Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders! Go, food needs refill! Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. Let's stack things after that. Where else are we? Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. And of course, HarpOnSports.com, the bar encompassing all of these platforms. What do we have in store for you on this edition? Well, it's like this. We got bowl bailing as Texas A&M is out of the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. College football playoff. Look, the committee was, is it Bill Hancock comes out and fires a shot across the bow saying, hey, look, enough of you guys test positive for COVID, you forfeit. And if both teams test positive in a particular game, the winner of the other game is the national champion. I love this. I love what he's doing. Responsibility is a big thing. And where we are now with this Omicron variant, people aren't taking this thing seriously. Some are vaccinated, some aren't. Uh, there's a solution to this. There is a solution to this tax slayer gator bull as well. So we're going to get into that. Also, big rumor, at least talking, Albert Breer coming out and saying that, hey, guess what? This may happen. The Houston Texans shipping Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, we talked about this on a podcast back in October, I believe, how this could work. So we're going to re-explore that. And should the Texans do it? Absolutely. Should the Browns do it? Absolutely. I think this can win for both franchises. I really, really do. So we're going to look at that as well. All right. Before we get to the COVID chaos with the playoff, let's start off with this first. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Texas A&M can't go because, oh, they are decimated with COVID. By the way, that game's nine days away. That game's still a week and a half away. They can't play in a game a week and a half away. What's going to happen? What you, this is where I'm a little bit confused with this. Oh, we're just destroyed. COVID's decimated us. We're decimated by injuries as well. Really, if this were a New Year's Six Bowl, would they be in it? That much more money? So here is where AM wasn't responsible. Not very responsible. So, what happened? People are getting sick rather than masking up. Oh, whatever. I don't know how many are vaccinated. No idea. No idea the numbers on this. And colleges and institutions keep that stuff private. Knock yourself out. They're kids. Well, actually not. The minute they get into the public landscape with NIL, they're no longer kids. The minute you're an adult and you can make money off yourself, you're an adult. You are. That's why, like, injury reports and things of that level, uh, collegiately, I think they should exist. Well, the amateur athletics, yeah, right. You guys are chalking out $300, $200 million football-only facilities, amateur athletes. Smell what you're shoveling. So A&M, not very responsible. If I were the SEC, if I were Greg Sankey, I'd sit there and say, oh, A&M just forfeits, what, $5.1 million or whatever their payout was from the Gator Bowl? All right. Uh, you don't get a cut of any of the SEC bowl money either. Look, if you're eligible to play and you don't play, thus affecting the rest of the, the conference, you're not going to get a cut of the money. You're just not. You think the five point whatever five point two whatever million dollars it is from the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl stings A&M? You're also not going to get any of the 
New Year's Six Bowl money. You're not going to get any of the college football playoff money that Georgia and Alabama bring in because what you, you get to keep half, and then the other half is split amongst the other member institutions in your conference, right? Mm-mm. No, baby, not going to happen. That's what I would do. If I were Greg Sankey in the SEC, I'd fire a shot across the body and I'm saying, oh, you want to play this game? You don't want to play in this game? You don't want to work at this? You don't want to get this done? Okay. We have a solution. And you're not getting any money. Why should you get money? Why should AM get any money? So they're not responsible. So what? They benefit from that? They're going to make money by not playing in the bowl games? No, absolutely not. Can fire the SEC. No bowl money at all for AM. You want to play this game? When it comes to the bowl game, it looks like what? It's going to be Rutgers at five and seven that's going to replace. I know how exciting Rutgers is going to replace AM and take on Wake Forest. What I would have liked to see the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl do. And again, this is hindsight because they already had mentioned the Rutgers storyline. I'm like, why are, we, why are we rewarding a team with a $5 million payout? that didn't even finish 500 in the conference. What are we doing here? Here's what I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen the team with the best record that's already won a bowl game have a crack at it. If the game's nine days away, if the game's nine days away, which it is, nine, ten days away, approach the teams that have already played a bowl game and won and see if they want to go. The teams with the best record reward the teams that you shoved into pre-Christmas bowl games which are your lower tier, let's face it, everybody that you shoved into a pre-Christmas bowl game and they were locked in with good records just because of the conference they were in, let them have a crack at it. Let Louisiana, who was what, 12-1, and 13-1? Louisiana, do you want it? No, you don't. Coastal Carolina, do you want it? Coastal Carolina, I mean, what did they finish? 13-1? and one? Louisiana finished 13-1? and one? Who's the highest ranked of those two teams? Let one of those teams have a crack at Wake. Let them. I'd have the best record team, the highest ranked team from a non-Power 5 have a crack at it. You want to create opportunities. Here's your chance to create opportunities. What's Rutgers going to bring to the table? If you went to Coastal Carolina today or Louisiana and said, we're going to put you in the Gator Bowl. Um, You're going to play Wake Forest in Jacksonville. You want to do it? Coach goes in there and all these little guys, oh, we want a shot, we want a shot. Hey, you want to go take on the ACC runner-up in the Gator Bowl? Can make five, four million dollars for the school. Let's vote. You want to do it? They don't have to. They can say, "Now we we ended the season with a RL Carriers Bowl win." Or whatever. that's fine. Then you just keep going down the list. Eventually, you're going to find a school that won their bowl game from a non-power five that says, "We want to crack at this. Let us have a crack at this." That's what I've done. I'd have let a group of five that's already won their bowl game have first dibs at this. That way you're rewarding what's Louisiana ranked 19th in the country, 19th in the country. They're 13 one. Let them have a crack at wake. Let them play in the bowl game. Be the first team ever to win two bowl games in a year. Well, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? No, because you used to, no, it would be his first team ever to won two bowl games in a year because the college football playoff national championships different. It'd be kind of fun. Well, there's drag Rutgers in here at five and seven. I'd, li- I'd like to have seen them make that shift. I would have. Um, the college football playoff and, and their shot across the bow when it comes to these COVID-related issues, I-, I like what they did because what they're doing is they're sending a message right now. They're saying, hey, guess what, gang? You got 
two weeks to figure this out. You got two weeks to figure this out. This whole thing that A&M's doing, no, we're not moving this thing around. You get too many people positive, guess what? You get too many people positive, you, you, oh, we can't play, we're going to have to move it back. No, 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 you forfeit. I love that the college football playoff did this. I love it. We don't have time. We're not going to move this thing to mid-January because your team's not being responsible. They're not wearing masks. I flew on an airplane a couple of weeks ago to Army-Navy in New York. I'm flying on an airplane coming up here this weekend to go back to visit my family. you got to wear a mask in the airport just the way it is. You have to wear a mask around people just the way it is. I think wearing masks and huddles and walkthroughs, that's ridiculous. Practice, that's ridiculous. But when you're out in public, mask up. If you're going to be around other people, mask up. I've never not worn a mask at grocery stores, even during this thing. There may have been a week or two I didn't, to be honest. So that's what I would do. It's exactly what I would do. I would come out and say, all right, look, I love what the college football playoff did. And on top of that, I'll add an extra layer on this. I would love, love to see everybody completely quarantined now. You played in the national championship game, it's what, 10 days away? Is that, is it? It is, isn't it? 10 days away. 10 days away from the national championship game, or the playoff, the playoffs, the, the semifinals. So we're 10 days away. Completely isolate right now. Completely isolate. Quarantine, here we go. This thing, the college football playoffs, what, a $400 million a year entity, money-wise? You can hang out in a Ramada for 10 days. And if you miss, you're forfeiting. And I love what, well, if both teams don't have enough, then the winner of the other semifinals is the national championship. This is the college football playoff looking around going, we are not doing this. We are not doing this where a team has a couple guys out, so they want to push it back a couple days. And this team has a couple guys out, so they want to, no, we're not doing that. I love this. Good for them. Good for the college football playoff. And, you know, going forward, uh, you know, this also triggers into basketball a little bit. And, you know, we've already had teams canceling games in college basketball. And what do we do? Because these guys got three guys out in this Omicron variant and everybody's testing positive. This is what I think if I were the NCAA, what I would do now. The NCAA is rudderless because of how they've been emasculated and been stripped of their power. And a lot of you like it, but here's where the NCAA doesn't have any power because if they wanted to, they'd try to crack you with this, but it wouldn't work. This is what I would do. If both teams are completely vaccinated, we can play. You just fight through it like Michael Jordan did the flu. If everybody's vaccinated, we can play. What is it? The... 90, is it 98% of people that are in the hospital right now are unvaccinated? If your team's responsible and everybody's vaccinated and the coaches are all vaccinated and everybody's vaccinated, guess what? You can play. You can play, even with positive tests. And what people don't realize is, okay, you've been vaccinated or you've been inoculated, however you want to phrase it. I got a flu shot. There's no doubt in my mind that part of some flu virus has entered my body. My body has fought it off because that's what the vaccine does. At some point, you know, you get the mumps, you get the measles shot that enters your body. Your body fights it off because that's it. So it's in your body. It just doesn't do anything. Right now, I had the chicken pox when I was a kid. So what does that mean? That means the shingles virus is in my body. It's dormant. And someday I'm going to get it. Not going to be this day, though. 
So with basketball going forward, if everybody's vaccinated, you can play. Even if you got positive tests. The NFL has this mess, right, where you're playing with guys and some guys are out. If you're positive and asymptomatic, or if you're positive and symptomatic, as long as everybody's vaccinated, we can play. That's a problem in the NFL. Not everybody's vaccinated. Why know the risk? No, we're not going to have a player die of this. We're just not. That's what I would do. So there's that. And, you know, basketball is so much easier than football. Football is talking about canceling games. You had four games moved to Tuesday. Where are all these positive tests coming from? Well, the positive tests are coming from people who don't wear masks anymore. And you will still get it. It's just not going to kill you. You're still going to get COVID. It's still not going. It's just not going to kill you. It's like, I'm going to get the flu. I may test positive for the flu, but it's not going to kill me because I've got the vaccine. Oh, you're positive for this, but you're not showing any symptoms. Yeah, okay. So I'd approach it. Basketball, if you got positive tests, you can play if everybody's vaccinated. So I wanted to end with what I like, and that's ridiculous trade rumors. (laughs) And the one that I saw, Albert Breer reporting that the Browns are interested in Deshaun Watson. I love this. Deshaun Watson would go to Houston or go from Houston, excuse me, to Cleveland and Baker Mayfield would go to Houston. Now, would it be Baker and a first? What would happen in this case? If I am Houston and I can get my hands on Baker, if I can get Baker in a first, I would take Baker in a second. If that second could turn into a first next year, like if I were the Texans, it's like, okay, if I get, we'll send you to Deshaun Watson. You send us Baker Mayfield and a second. You make the playoffs with him, then that second becomes a first. So then at that point, you get Deshaun, we get Baker, and we get a first. Deal? It's kind of like the Alex Smith deal where Alex Smith went from, let me get this right, the Colts to the Chiefs. The Chiefs gave up a second and a third, but if the Chiefs made the playoffs in any of the first two years, the third turned into a second. That type of thing. Why would the Texans do this? What are their other options? Getting three draft picks and hoping they land on a quarterback? By the way, this year's draft for quarterbacks? We're going to trade for Russell Wilson. We're going to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not going to go to the Texans. Russell Wilson is not going to go to the Texans either. Baker Mayfield would. He's an Oklahoma guy, right? Started his collegiate career in Texas. That may be a better fit for him anyway. Deshaun Watson is not really an Ohio guy, but he wants out of there. I think Baker down in Houston would be a good thing. I do. I love that deal. I, I love that deal. Now, Browns fans, no, it's Russell Wilson or Bus. Well, okay. We want Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers is 38, 39, got a couple years left. I don't know what Russell Wilson looks like. He's been in the league 11, 12 years. If I'm Cleveland and I get my hand, I'd rather have Deshaun Watson than those guys. I know with Deshaun Watson despite every issue off the field, I know I got another 10 years out of Deshaun Watson. Again, I would make that move in a heartbeat. I would. I, I And Baker back to Houston or down back in Texas. Boy, wouldn't that division be fun in, in a hurry? The Colts are going to win that division this year. The Titans are good. And Derrick Henry is going to be back. Who knows what Ryan Tannehill's future holds. But then you've got Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville once they can get that figured out. And 
Baker Mayfield in Houston. You, look, you could flip that around in a hurry. By the way, it looks like the Jags are going to interview Byron Leftwich, and they have the chance they should interview him. Josh McDaniel should be the head next head coach of the Jaguars. I'll, I'll say that in every podcast going forward. Should be. Harbon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. There we go. One to do this early. Why? Because I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be out of town for a couple of days. I'm not going to have another podcast for at least another week. Um, looking forward to a lot of things. Uh, going to go watch my alma mater, Western Michigan, take on Nevada in the Quick Lane Bowl on December 27th. So looking forward to that. Get to see my best friend from college, Keith, my cousin, my dad. Going to get to hang out at the game. So looking forward to that. And, you know, be a good holiday season. Looking forward to it. There we go. So I'm going to have some playoff predictions for you and all that. I'll be way, I'll, I'll have podcasts before all that, but that's what I would do. All those things. Again, I love what the college football playoffs are doing with the threats of COVID a and M they're gone. We're going to bring in five and seven Rutgers. I'd have brought in a team like a coastal Carolina or a Louisiana, a 13 one group of five that proved in, a, in one of the lower tier bowls that they were good. Let them play against wake. Let them have two shots. I don't have a team like Louisiana or a team and look, they'd sell more tickets than Rutgers is. I'd much rather see a team like Louisiana or Coastal Carolina take on Wake than see Rutgers. And there you go. Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Again, follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports on all those platforms. HarponSports.com, Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel. And remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Oh, by the way, did you like my Budweiser Christmas onesie today? Did I interrupt myself? What is that? Yeah. I'm going to open presents with this with my nieces and nephews. Ho, 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 baby. Stay clean. Stay focused. Stay strong. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Remember, Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends. <laughs>